Beautiful, and welcome everyone to the Perpetual Learners Podcast, Season 1, Episode 1. As will become the custom from now on, I'm going to begin or kick off every episode with a quote. And for this episode, the quote will be from columnist Leonard Pitts, which reads, In a society obsessed with perception, it looks too easy. Looks like something anyone could do if he just understood the trick, had the ability, or intercepted the bolt of lightning from God. Many though, he concludes by saying that we forget though, that there is a reason to go through ordeal, some value to be found in adversity. And he says that one learns that failure is not fatal, nor defeat eternal. One gains depth, one becomes ready. So that being said, I'll just introduce the theme for for this particular podcast. And the theme is the .NET conundrum. And we'll answer eight questions primarily. What does a .NET developer do? What is is .NET? What is the role of a .NET developer? What are the responsibilities and the tasks of a .NET developer? What is this? What is the .NET? Uh, what is a .NET required skill set? Hard and soft skills, uh, hard and soft skills, and also the background and qualifications needed, the salary of a .NET developer, and also the .NET developer freelance freelance salary cap as well, and who is looking for .NET developers, and what is what are some insights that we can grasp as well from a .NET developer. Uh, from someone who's been doing it for, I don't know, 10 odd years or a decade or more. more. Alright, so let's kick things off. So what does a .NET developer do? Well, in a nutshell, a .NET developer, his main responsibility is to design and tailor software and applications according to a business needs. So so in addition to determining and analyzing the prerequisites for software, his responsibility also includes support and continuous development. So what is .NET and what is the role of a .NET developer? Well, .NET is a Microsoft framework that allows developers to create applications, uh, online software and interfaces. Uh, .NET is just one of the frameworks for Microsoft but is the top solution for Windows servers on both local uh, local f- uh, networks and in the cloud as well. So regularly, job descriptions need to uh, provide more details about what is needed for the job because .NET is just too wide of a term. So it needs to mention which .NET language is going to be needed, whether it's, whether it's going to be uh, VB.NET, C-Sharp, or, or, or F-Sharp. Uh, and this, is, this isn't even including the .NET stack, which is uh, just a variety of uh, just .NET languages. Uh, like, uh, it could be, I don't know, like WPF, which is the Window Presentation uh, Foundation, which is actually a graphical subsystem. Uh, which is similar to Windows Forms, which is originally developed by Microsoft for like rendering UIs in Windows-based application. Uh, Another one that comes to my mind is uh, ASP.NET. That is a very 
famous uh, stack that .NET has. So there is a whole bunch of .NET stacks that we can use or that is often required in the job description because .NET is just too, uh, too broad a term. So what is the daily the daily job of uh of the uh, the daily job usually includes developing and executing appropriate application programs as well as specified products, programming languages, frameworks, technologies and tools which are directly or indirectly merged with a collective with a collective term itself which is .net if that makes any sense. Hopefully I'm not sounding too technical or too uh convoluted because of the passion, I'm very passionate about this because I am actually learning how to become a .NET developer. Maybe that's why, but hopefully I don't get too technical and make things uh, as simple as I can make them. So developers of this kind are primarily employed in systems and software houses, in telecommunications, uh, in IT companies, in engineering offices, for technical planning, and in computer service providers. So in addition to engagement in possible IT research and development facilities, as well as in the IT departments of companies in various sectors of the economy, uh, a developer can be employed just in a variety uh, in a variety in a variety of ways in just different fields of the economy. So, what are the responsibilities and tasks of a of a .NET developer? Well, the main responsibility of a .NET developer is to design corresponding implementation, further development, uh, further development of software. So, design, implementation, and development of software. So, in addition to a .NET software engineer. Uh, in addition, rather, a .NET software engineer is in charge of the analysis of specific problems, potentially providing uh, developments, uh, d uh, potentially providing or developing the appropriate system requirements. So these system requirements are then implemented in the design mix of uh, interfaces and components. So often, uh, they work on concrete projects. Uh, so normally, this involves the development of software solutions based on various technologies. So in addition, uh, a, a .NET developer also programs .NET applications and also supports, depending on the field of activity really, I mean, there is different levels of support as well. There is like a first level and a second level um, and also it takes over like the management of software projects as well. So they can take on a variety of tasks, basically from simple things like bug fixing on an, exi uh, on an, uh, on an existing product to application, to like a, uh, or completely building um, a new application uh, from scratch, pretty much. So hopefully that covers that question. Uh, and what tasks does a .NET developer have? Well. You could break it down into pretty much six specific tasks. So this includes designing, implement, implementing, and developing software. We covered that. Analyzing existing problems and uh, identifying or developing system requirements. Uh, the third task is designing interfaces and components. Uh, the fourth, programming .NET applications. 
The fifth, managing software projects of different sizes. And lastly, assisting in supporting uh, a team. So assistance to the support team as well. That is usually crucial, especially when you're working with other people in a team. So what is the .NET required skill set? So this is some hard and soft skills. And by the way, if you don't know what hard skills are and soft skills, well, hard skills are just teachable and measurable abilities, such as writing, reading, ability, or ability to use computer programs. Those are hard skills. Soft skills are traits that make a good employee um, or a good team team uh, member uh, such as etiquette, just just being a polite individual, communication, listening, and getting along with other people. Pretty much, pretty much, those are soft skills. And you often find in uh, when you speak to experienced developers, they usually uh, highlight a balance between the two. Um, you could have a lot of hard skills. You very, you very, uh, you're very good technical. You can have very good technical ability, but quite often. They can, they can, uh, they cannot, they can be overshadowed if you have very poor soft skills like uh, etiquette, communication, listening skills. If those are very poor and you cannot work with well with other people in a team, that can often downgrade your your um your hard skills. So, what are some of the skills that are needed in .NET? Well. It's very good to have hands-on experience in dealing with code structures and system designs. So experience with a .NET language like C-sharp, VB.NET, or F-sharp usually helps a great deal. Libraries and .NET stack, so ASP.NET, MVC, um, it's, it, which is actually very popular lately, which is uh, oof, MVC, MVC is um, model view control controller. It's just an architectural pattern that separates an application into three main logical components. That's the model, the view, and the controller. And each of the components are built to handle specific development aspects of an application. So model, view, controllers, MVC. It's just a design pattern pretty much that helps developers in a team uh, to develop applications properly. Model, view, control. It's becoming very popular in the .NET development field lately. So that's very handy. So as a developer, you should master this skill and it will help you to build fast and secure web applications. Other skills, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, like client-side text technologies, and these will just enable you to understand both sides of the application, which will make you more uh, versatile as well. Databases, so .NET is compatible with many databases, but often SQL Server or, or Oracle are the ones that are specified in job descriptions quite often when you look at a lot of the job listings uh, for .NET developers. So some of, the, some of the soft skills, uh, like a .NET developer should be very interested in theoretical 
abs, uh, in, the, in theoret, uh, theoretical abstract uh, concepts, also organizational testing, commercial organizational activities as well. And in addition, one should be able to work independently, be creative, be flexible, and also be willing to learn new things all the time. If one can master this, the skill of learning, I think one just uh, sets himself a long career in development. When you speak to a lot of developers, they can vouch for this. And in addition to being customer oriented and possessing mental resilience, one should be part, uh, those are some of the key uh, those are should, those should be part of your skill set, your soft skill set, so to speak. Uh, customer orientation and also possessing mental resilience. Because trust me, uh, a lot of people give up on this path just because they don't have that mental resilience to just plow through problems, revisit them again, understand them, conceptualize them, move from problem to problem until you sort of visualize the problem, and then until something works. Also advantageous, as, as stated earlier, is the ability around abstract logical thinking. Also memory abilities, computational thinking, arithmetic skills, and spatial imagination, as well as commercial and organizational abilities. Those help a great deal. So, there's some, so, so those are some of the soft skills, in addition to the hard skills that can really help you further along yourself as a .NET developer. So, to recap that section, you need to know programming languages and paradigms, so things like code structures, architecture and system design. You also need development platform. You also need to understand uh, development platforms, frameworks, stacks and tools, databases and uh, versionings, testing, resilience, and analytical thinking and communication those are very very important uh what else so background and qualifications of a net developer well as a rule a net developer needs a degree or some sort of of some form of official education in software engineering computer science mathematics cybernetics or it uh, holding any in any certification within the fields of software and database development can be a huge advantage. But that being said, a lot of people still self-teach. Uh, they are self-taught, so they teach themselves you know, most of these skills because there's just so many resources out there. You often begin to realize just not there is no single individual who knows everything. So everyone out there, as I said, make it part of your. Uh, soft skills to learn just a different uh, just different languages and just different uh, new and different technologies so these are all positive experiences that all companies would take into consideration uh, when making hiring decisions or even when you want to freelance or when you want to become an entrepreneur and have your own SaaS business uh, SaaS is in software software as a service uh, company whenever you want to have that business or an, an internet business it's very good to have to be technical to have the technical knowledge it just it's advantageous that way so what do dot net developers make or how much what's the pay pay scale 
Well, according to indeed.com.au, salaries of a .NET developer in Australia estimated from about 681 employees, users in past and present job advertisements on Indeed in the past 36 months. Month. Uh, actually, this was last updated on the 21st of January 2020, so this can shift according to uh, demand and whatnot. So the average salary right now is $99,199. So about about $99,000 with a salary distribution of $42,000 to $180,000. And the typical tenure of a .NET developer is about one to three years, uh, according to .NET, uh, indeed.com.au uh, in Australia. But this is variant according to what part of the country you are from. So who is looking for a .NET developer? Well, actually, .NET developers are in very high demand right now, and companies are finding it hard, actually, to find uh, a professional profile for projects and, and companies as well. They're just struggling right now to find .NET developers. Um, the, the problem could be just that the demand exceeds the supply. But that's not the only thing. Like often there is no clear answer as to what exactly makes a .NET developer and what skills are required. So it's important to check exactly the skills that the job requires. Like for example, how many years are they asking, uh, do you have experience with working with Windows Forms? Or do you have a proven record with working with VB.NET? Things like that. Now, is there an example of an active .NET developer? Well, yes, there is. And I'll just read to you uh, some of the questions that were asked to Esteban Solano, who is a software engineer and developer and, and, and consultant with uh, in.NET for more than 10 years. Uh, and he's been working with software including desktop, web, mobile, mobile and cloud software as well. And development and agile technologies too. Well, he recently started as a freelancer, funny enough. And because he was so passionate about programming, software architecture and .NET related technologies from the industry, whenever he has free time, he shares some advice and tales of his experience through his blog post and I'll put the link of that blog post of his blog in the show notes as well. You can find it on S-T-V-A-N-S-O-L-A-N-O. So that's Stevan Solano.github.io slash blog. And he's achieved multiple certifications in .NET development of the web, mobile, and the cloud as well. And he was recently awarded with the most valuable, uh, valuable professional in development technologies by Microsoft for the third year in a row. And he is also a professor, a speaker, and a promoter of Open Technology Technologies, or OSS, and multiple platform technologies in the country of Costa Rica through talks, workshops, courses, and training companies to go.net. So what is 
his background and how did he get started? Well, he started .NET in two, he started with .NET in 2005. He says, and I quote, "When I was in college, I heard about something called .NET and forms for developing better apps outside of mac of macros in Excel and Access. And Access, I graduated from college in 2001. Soon, I had my first job in the field of C sharp. In the field of C sharp, I learned a lot." and was able to put into practice a lot of uh concepts while I was learning them these included ajax uh, ajax <laughs> i said that as ajax from anyway ajax on the rise and web services xml2 i attended a new uh new courses and worked with .net while i was taking complementary .net and career courses at night More recently, I've been developing different applications with .NET tools, and I also teach others .NET specifically through mobile with Android and Xarian. I also coached companies to learn and to use .NET with interesting stuff like Mono, Docker, and .NET Core. And by the way, if you if you're not sure what .NET Core is, as a side point, so dot so dot .NET framework is the original implementation of .NET. It supports running websites, services, desk desktop apps, and more on Windows. But .NET Core is cross-platform implementation, like for for uh, for running websites, services, and console apps on Windows, Linux, and Mac OS. So .NET Core is actually an open source. It's on GitHub as well. Whilst Xarium and Mono is a .NET implementation for running apps on all major mobile operating system, including iOS and Android. But .NET standard is a, a formal specification of the API that are common across all .NET implementations. So this allows the same code and libraries. and libraries to run on different implementation so hopefully that clears things up a little bit so he goes on to say i give talks as part of a user group that i found that i founded in costa rica focused on mobile and .net which recently became an official group of the .net foundation to empower groups to learn and spread about .net related technology so this guy uh Silvano Mr. Silvano here Esteban Silvano he does a lot and you can see that he really is proactive he goes about teaching and just teaching other people and he wants uh the technology the dot net technologies uh to spread all over the world <clears throat> so he was further asked in your opinion what should everyone working with dot net know What is the perfect skill set someone should have? I quote, interestingly, most of the things you do, you can do are things that don't come in the .net box these days. That being said, you don't necessarily need a specific skill set to be a .net developer or master SQL server, PowerShell or SharePoint or SharePoint. You can start with things that you already know like JavaScript, TypeScript or Node.js and learn how these can integrate with existing .net tools. So that's interesting. So if you like JavaScript, TypeScript or Node.js, 
there you go. You don't even need, really, to be, to be a .NET developer. All you just need to do is just to learn how these can integrate with .NET tools, and you can just fire off from then on. So a more specific tool set, so back again to Mr. I keep forgetting his name, uh, Esteban Solano. So he says, a more specific tool set that I would recommend will be C Sharp, knowledge of the Rosalind compiler, .NET Core, which is the cross-platform implementation, and also .NET Core and some experience combining your favorite platform with .NET, web, which is TypeScript, mobile, Xarim, that's what he recommends, not Mono, for some weird reason, or anything on the cloud, which is Azure and also Kubernetes. Ooh, Kubernetes, yeah, fine. Fun. And, and there, is all, there is a lot of cool stuff that you could do with, with a little knowledge of .NET history, which is uh, how it became uh, cross-platform after being born in Microsoft. This plus a little bit of C sharp and knowing some of best of the best practices that you should be. Re uh, uh, sorry, I'm gonna have to reread this again. There is a lot of cool stuff that you can do with a little knowledge of .NET history. For example, how it became cross-platform after being born in Microsoft. This plus a little bit of C sharp and knowing some of the best practices should be should. Get you ready to go. Right now, I develop .NET from a Mac by using Visual Studio, Android slash OS tooling, and, and Xarim to develop native cross-platform apps with my knowledge of .NET. I can also quickly bring a .NET core backend using Docker, ASP.NET, and Web API, and we'll have an end-to-end -end solution all in the same language. You can also use F Sharp as a functional programming language. So what would you say .NET development, what would you say rather the question they posed, Mr. Oh, you're forgetting his name. Anyway, the question they posed Mr. So whatever is, would you say .NET development is a good niche for freelancers or other remote workers? He says, definitely yes. I actually work as a senior .NET developer remotely and full-time as a freelancer from Costa Rica, which is a small country, but it gave me the opportunity to work with transnational companies and clients around the world. I deliver apps developed with, developed with .NET tools, mostly C Sharp, ASP, .NET Core, and Xarim. There are a lot of opportunities and open source contributions that, that can boost your career through .NET Foundation or GitHub, recently acquired by Microsoft. These will help you build great apps on the shoulders of giants in the industry. Most of them play nice with existing tools like Node, JavaScript, TypeScript, and a lot of open source projects given by .NET folks like Sarum for mobile app development. So what advice would you give those starting with .NET? If you're interested, if you are just starting, he goes, I recommend starting with a simple text editor like Visual Studio Code and working on a side project to learn the basics of this of, uh, with a C-sharp extension. 
And if you enjoy the web, like most of us, I would suggest to give C Sharp Online a try and use a C Sharp editor based on Rosalind. Uh, a good example is Fiddle. Uh, take any tutorial or online book about C Sharp and code a bit. You could also bring in other technologies that are being used, such as React, Vue.js, uh, and start a study project using UOMan, just to mention an example. If you can't leave the terminal, you can, you can install .NET Core command tools through Chocolatey or Homebrew to quickly scaffold the .NET console app from scratch. You can do it from Mac OS, Windows or Linux and focus on the language and things that may help to learn more advanced, not hard stuff like LinQ, Entity Framework or Tasks for Sync slash Wait Operations. It's good advice there. So what do you think of the future of a .NET development will be because I envision .NET to continue making great other, uh, great t other technologies not necessarily .NET foundation developed or owned by Microsoft to empower users to do more with the standard tools that we use today it imagines things like machine learning language processing uh, bots and smart devices running with .NET components talking with cutting-edge technologies that will change the way we, li we live. So that's just an advice, just some advice from a guy who's been doing this for 10 odd years. And I'll link his bio, his GitHub bio in the link, uh, in the show notes as well. And hopefully you are going to love the advice that he gives. And also, I am going to link the author, uh, an author. Uh, and also, just a special thank you to Yasmin, Yasmin Par Parnell. Hopefully, I'm doing her name justice. Yasmin Parnell, who is a content creator at freelancermap.com. Um, she has a great deal of experience working as a freelancer. And she copyright, she's a copywriter as well. And she just enjoys the, the enjoys the digital nomad lifestyle. So thank you to her. And I will link I'll give her a link in the bio as well. So that's cool. Awesome. Alright, so hopefully you enjoyed this episode of the Perpetual Learners podcast. And I'm going to leave you with you. Uh, a recommendation of a book I read recently uh, it's called uh, and by the way just a side note I am still learning um, I can't really say I'm a .NET developer as of yet but I'm definitely on the way hey a step of a thousand miles begins with, with one step right so I look forward to talking to you more in depth in the next coming a uh, few episodes, God willing, about some of the technicalities and the challenges as well of becoming a .NET developer. So, the recommendation to kick things out uh, to conclude um, is 
A Mind for Numbers. It's a book I read recently by Barbara Oakley. A Mind for Numbers, How to Excel at Math and Science. Uh, it's a great little book that tells you how to increase your uh, problem-solving skills. Um, it's very practical as well, so that's a very cool book. Lovely. All right. Well, friends, um, to conclude, just, um, yeah, thanks for listening and be kind and live life, have fun and stay humble.